Welcome to When Daniel Met Rich. I'm Rich. I'm Daniel. Let's get to know each other. Follow us on all the social medias at uh, When Daniel Met Rich or WDMR Podcast or just Google search. We've got excellent SEO. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So search for us. You feel free to email us at WendanielMetRich at gmail.com. We'll answer you. We will answer you. We will, re- we will possibly read your letter on the show. So and By possibly, we mean certainly. Definitely. Yeah. Because <laughs> we are stupid excited to hear from each and every one of you. Yeah. So. Um, YouTube. This Yes, YouTube. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go check our fun stuff out. We've got plenty of videos, not just the show, but other exclusive videos that don't have the audio format. Yay. Good stuff. The best so check stuff. all that stuff. Yes. Good stuff. You probably warn, warn people this is a, a this is a yeah. like a, a testing episode to see how the dogs do. Yeah. Loose. So, I can already see Zelda starting shit with Coraline over there. Oh, she's gonna hump Coraline. Oh, really? Yeah, she humps Coraline like frequently. Coraline will lay down and Zelda will go up and hump her. Which is funny Those because two are thick as thieves. Yeah, Zelda is a little wiener dog and Coraline is a Sharpay yes. husky, husky mix. mix. Yes. Yeah. Char- Coraline is fifty six pounds. Zelda is 13. <laughs> a 13 pound dog jumping around the neck of a 55 pound dog and madly humping. It's pretty funny to see. Yep. Maybe you guys will get a view of that. I don't know where Athena is and it scares me. Athena. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because she might be getting into business. Your Super Nintendo died too. Yeah, I, my Super <laughs> NES Classic got eaten. By means of like. <laughs> last time we uh, had them and recorded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let me true. let me deal with these real quick. No, you deal with them. I'm gonna talk to everyone, okay? I'm gonna talk to everyone. Now here's the deal. This is this this week's monologue from Daniel. A couple weeks ago, and by a couple weeks I think it was like three weeks, which isn't a couple and I'm aware of that. So let's say a few weeks. A few weeks ago I was driving to work. It was very early in the morning, um, on a er, uh, very far north back road on a Decono exit of I-25 here in Colorado. When Rossi's going to chill in the house. She's the only one separated. When I tried to, uh, here's the deal. Sometimes you see something in the road, right? Yeah. You see a little bunny. You see a little bird. Yeah. You see something, and you you do. You're like, I'm going to swerve a little bit. I'm just going to like get out of the way. Yeah. You know. And Have I'm a seat, Cora, for the Athena. Uh. She did not like that at all. <laughs> That's uh, what's going to happen next time she paused me during the show. Now. <laughs> yeah, stop with the pause. Would you? She's just doing laps. She's badly circling. She's doing laps. She, I may need to put her in the cage. So yeah, baby. Generally, you swerve to avoid. That's okay. I'm doing a monologue anyway, Rich. We don't need you. This is uh, when Daniel met Daniel. Hi, I'm Daniel. Let's get to know myself. I think that I do my best to avoid animals, right? Because you generally try to do that. Now. Absolutely. Here's the deal. I'm cruising on a back road going 70 miles per hour at 2 in the morning, and Mr. Rat- Rocky Raccoon decided to step out in front of me. There's This raccoon hasn't played a game of Frogger in his life, okay, because I could have dodged to avoid. I also could have rolled my car. That's how we're going to do that. This raccoon is fucking dead. Oh, boy. On arrival. I hit this motherfucker oh with my car, and he was big. You should have seen the dent in my car. You might have on Facebook because I did post a picture. All right. <laughs> this was like weeks ago, but oh, holy wow. moly, I still got that guilt from hitting an ant. I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. But also, I was just kind of like, yeah, at this point, it was a you or me scenario. Pretty much, I'm yeah. not going to roll my car trying to save your life when you can't wait two seconds, when you can't wait two miles in between cars, yeah. when you can't wait literally like a 60-second a interval. Yeah. 
as far as I'm concerned, this raccoon had a death wish. Yeah. Okay, he was done. He was done being a trash panda. Yeah. He was like, I'm ready to move on. I'm coming, group. From this life to the next. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I miss you, buddy. I'm on my way. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yep. Um, So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so I did Thanos that raccoon, yes. yes. Long story short. All right. I'm sh- I did not dust him, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah his carcass him. was probably on the road for a while because nice. I ran that thing. I crunched that thing. In oh, There's boy. no way. Anyways, rewinding. Yes. <laughs> Let's go back to a thing Basically. Well, I started so. writing things down for WDMR so I cool. can start sharing more of my week because we come onto the show and we're just kind of like, yeah, this is. Yeah. We'll talk about things that, you know, and I don't want to be like, I worked yeah, last week. You know what I mean? Everyone knows the nerdy things I did from the Nerd Archive, but I don't talk about the things that, like, actually happen um, and the fun stories that actually happen. Um, I watched a man haul ass down the front lane of one of my King Supers in tall boots untied. Oh, boy. That might have been one of the most nerve-wracking things <laughs> that happened to me all week, to just watch this guy and just wait for him to biff it hard. He made it. Yeah. I, I don't understand how people do that. Yeah. I, I've seen lots of people wearing the shoe where they'll pull it, pull the laces super loose and basically, basically make a pair of construction boots slip ons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they only have like that much of the lace hanging out of the top and the yeah. rest of it is just evenly loose. Yes. And they'll try and run in those. Nope. And it's Not like, happening. you know, if they do like a 50 meter sprint, one of at least one of those shoes is getting left behind <laughs> on like meter four. Like I, we know you're trying to be uh, productive and not have to tie shoes, guys. Yeah. But uh, look, the the Some rubber soles cost five pa- like, to be tied. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And the bottom of those sole soles, I mean, they weigh five pounds each. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're not. Yeah, nice yeah. try, but no, this doesn't yeah. work. Those are designed to protect your feet, not be fashion statements when i used to do solar installation i totally zip tied my boots absolutely like because my laces broke one day and i zi- i had to zip tie my laces because yeah. my boot wasn't staying on and i had work to do yeah i've yeah. done that before nice yeah of course you have well i mean it's here's the deal okay we found out this morning i took a mcdonald's order because we were running late as yeah. it stands and i was like well i can't we aren't about to do like a minimum four hour recording session without eating right right so i'm like taking mcdonald's and i'm like are you guys number ones or number twos or mcgriddles and you're of course like number twos and i'm like why did i even bother asking you? pretty much because what am i getting yeah I'm number two yeah how these things work yeah and i was like brian what are you and he's like i like food and so i got him a number two as well nice it's good stuff Excellent. You pulled a Big Mac on your little slip ticket. I did. Pulling on these little, this like your reward thing. The new uh, the new Monopoly game for like Halloween, Halloween, pretty much. Yeah, basically. Dude, it's I got 20 entries on one of those. Nice. 20 entries. I pulled one on my breakfast the other morning. Mm-hmm. 250 entries. No way. They go yeah. that high? Yeah. Holy crap. People must really play these games. Uh, they like must. Hard. I don't know. But you have to scan the QR code and upload it into your app and all that. Wow. business. I, I still have them sitting on my desk. I have to scan them in yet. I just lazy. Anyway. I wonder if anyone's actually like won the million dollars in those contests doing McDonald's know. getting Park You Lane never hear about it really. Park Avenue and Park or Park Place Park, and Boardwalk. Park Place and Boardwalk. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. I knew a guy that collected all the railroads which is like a $200 prize. Whoa. But it's still like near impossible to collect all the railroads. <laughs> and it's actually only 110 because you get taxed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Pre-tax. Pre-tax. I would have took the Xbox One X. Thanks, McDonald's. I'm not yeah. the guy that won. There's by been the way, a but... lot of lottery conversation at work this past week. 
because the lottery hit $1.9 billion before somebody deal. won or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's talking about their plans for what they would do. And I have the <laughs> ultimate plan. And when I told people, they were like, holy shit, that is smart. Well, then let's hear so, it. You can't tantalize and tease. Oh, I'm going to tease it. I'm going to come back to it. That's my tease. Keep Should we talk about what we would do with the lottery? Now, here's the so, deal. I, I, you know, and I, I've already told people on here, I am, you know, I'm into kind of funny, which is kind of, it's a similar podcast. I saw yeah. what they did and I said, let's, let's, let's do that, mm-hmm. but let's not be a carbon copy, right? The last right. thing I want is to be called a discount kind of funny because right. that's not, I want to offer our own things in our own ways. I don't want to... St- deal their fans i want to get all of my own like you know yeah. i'm not doing it to copy them and i'm like oh that's a profitable business no i'm losing money doing this right. you know what i mean yeah. we are losing money doing this just so yeah. everyone is aware we are spending money to be able to do this to give it to you guys yeah. we're this not necessarily not- losing money but we are spending more than we're bringing in that's for damn sure but as it stands i try to Sorry. stray away from doing their topics cool. one of their very first topics like 250 episodes ago what would you do if you won the lottery? Right. Which I try to stay away from copying those, but I think it's actually a fun enough topic. And since it's actually relevant that, that um, as podcast daddy, I will allow it to pass. I will allow to like allow, I mean, actually no, it's a WDMR. So you're the daddy right now, but pretty much it's like, you know, uh, what is it called? Executive decision. Yeah. Okay. As CEO of Rich (laughs) as president, (laughs) which we'll go into that. But But I know you want to talk about something else. Yeah. So um, this past weekend was a very busy weekend for me. We uh, since we did this swap on and off every two weeks type thing. um, This past weekend, though, was freaking hectic for me just because Friday night we did our thing mm-hmm. stay Our, tuned on the youtube the, uh, yeah the first try resident evil 4 yes which was marvelous yes I, rich plays a horror game for the first time putting it together is so fun yeah and that's not even the worst horror game you could play exactly so lots of fun yeah stay tuned for that anyway <laughs> and uh so we did that and then saturday i had to go to a wedding and uh you know i i like wearing a suit I like wearing a three-piece suit. I enjoy it. I don't get opportunities to do it that often. So whenever I do, I jump on it. So I'm wearing the, I'm wearing the basic white shirt, black tie, black suit, three-piece. So we got the vest, waistcoat, overcoat, pants. Mm-hmm. Fun. Christy took a picture of me in this. Okay. And posted it to her social media. She did. And everybody saw this. I think that I look like a chauffeur driver <laughs> in this picture. It got a massive response from quite a few. Thank you for all of the compliments and the ego food and everything. Those yeah. who went out and saw it. But I'm looking at it and I was I was cracking jokes the whole day about wearing the suit. So I was like, oh, it's my first day with Uber. You know, just <laughs> want to make a good impression. Well, when you're wearing those sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. I said that I wanted to, because uh, in every mall parking lot, there's going to be a hearse. There's like some goth kid that picked up a hearse, thinks it's a cool car, and drives around with his buddies in it. I really wanted to find a hearse and just run around it all panicked. And if anybody walks by, I'd be like, have you seen a dead body? I'm in real trouble. Please. Yes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Because, you know, chauffeurs also look like funeral directors. Anyway. Uh, that too. 
Wow. So I'm cracking all these jokes about it and everything. And Christy's like, no, you look really good. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. The wives like it when you dress up. Yeah, they yep. do. When, yeah. you, when you clean up real nice, they, mm-hmm. they enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So I actually spent a lot of that wedding talking to your mom and dad. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. What the fuck? Because they were at the same wedding. Right. And we sat across from each other. And I was like, thank God, someone I know. Yep, yep. Because this is a big event where I knew no one, aside from the people I came with and your parents. And my parents. And the bride. And the bride. I'm familiar with the groom, but I knew the bride. Mm-hmm. That's That was the extent mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. people I knew. Mm-hmm. So I'm in an awkward situation, and I'm socially awkward anyway, especially in a group of new people. And the way that I have classically dealt with that is alcohol. Really loosens up my social skills and everything. Yep, yep, yep. When I get drunk, I am the happiest person in the world. I'm the most social person in the world. I will approach every stranger. Yes. If I'm even slightly buzzed, I will go around and talk to everyone. But this wedding was in Boulder, and I was the driver. Oh, So I could not drink. (laughs) with any hope of being sober enough to drive everyone home afterwards. So I'm sitting there, and basically, I was avoiding the crowd as much as possible. Wherever there were people, I was not. So I was just kind of dip out, dip out, dip out. Wow, And then my wife would be like, where are you? And I'm like, fuck, I gotta go back in. (laughs) So I go back in and talk to the wife and everything, and then she was like paying attention to something else. I'm like, this is my opportunity. And swap out. Yep. And I think that's a big reason why I'm still smoking. I was trying to quit, but the main reason that I smoke is to avoid people. It's a good way. Wow. Yeah. That works. Yep. So, <laughs> you know, eventually I'll loosen that up, I guess. Maybe. Yes. You know, I've become much more social since we started doing this. Right, which helps. So, you know it it I mean? definitely helps. You, big time, you, get so. a, you get a lot scared to be embarrassed in real life when we're also uploading podcasts of us farting. And Pretty like much. Pointing, yeah. pointing it out every yeah. single time. Yeah. For you, that's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Brian's over here like, oh, geez, I've been farting so much too. Yeah. Don't think I didn't hear that during the Nerd Archive, Brian. Uh, oh, I heard it. I heard it. Oh, you were just letting loose at the back end. Now, yeah. <laughs> riding the fart so, train. So it was very interesting to me to see who all liked and commented on that photo. Right. And I was like, hmm, who's this? Who's this person that mm-hmm. likes this photo? Who mm-hmm. who said I'm a handsome devil? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's it was fun for my ego to have that happen that's and good. see all that. That's good. Yeah. I got to reel it in. Um, then Monday or then Sunday, Mm -hmm. I went to church. I went to a church. (laughs) (laughs) I did not not burst into flames. Yeah. Well, no, that's fine. It was a very, very strange experience. I don't know what I was expecting going into this church. Can you please explain for us uh, a friend of, what is well what is a friend of ours that okay. was extremely supportive while my wife was in the hospital. Okay, I mean she did a lot for us. Oh, okay. she she took care of the dogs when mm-hmm. I had to be at the hospital. Mm-hmm. She um, set up a meal train, mm-hmm. so members of this church, people I didn't even know, were bringing food to the house because I had to be here 
with the wife and taking care of her. So these people are just, they don't know me from Adam and they come in mm-hmm. and they're like, here's a meal for a couple days. Wow. And this like six or seven different people from mm-hmm. this church mm-hmm. did this, mm-hmm. brought food. Wow. And kept me fed, kept me sane, you know. I was like, thank you so much, you know. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to go to this church at some point. It's true. So we went to this church and met these people again and talked to them. And I was like, thank you so much for all your help and everything. And they were all extremely nice, extremely supportive. Yeah. And uh, then the service started. I was not expecting that much music. (laughs) I was not expecting it to be that unstructured. I mean, it was structured, but it wasn't extremely structured. Like, I'm used to I'm used to the Orthodox or Catholic yeah. services where it's, this is the part where we sing. This is the part where you kneel. This is the part where you stand. This is the part where you sing along. This is the sermon. This is the part where you go collect communion. None of that. It wasn't kosher. It was none of that. Cool. They sang a Christian song mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so then they sang another one did she request for you guys to come or was it were you guys like it's time we gotta we gotta come and it was acknowledge you know like well she how said good these people were to us she she said come if you want you don't have to come if you want but if you mm-hmm. want to you will be very welcome to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there was no pressure there was no onus or anything it wasn't like a i didn't feel an obligation like i had to go because these people did this yeah. It was more like what what guides a person to be that selfless? And what is it about this church and this congregation that has led these people to be this selfless, to reach out to a virtual stranger? Yeah. Mhm. And I was like these these are good people. These aren't these aren't people that are trying to get in good. Yeah, yeah. For the afterlife. These are people that <laughs> These are, aren't the people that scare us away from religion. Exactly. <laughs> Plain and simple. Yeah, you know these are I mean? not these are not your thunder and brimstone church people. These are just genuinely good people. Spiritual fruit, not religious nuts. Yes. <laughs> Guided by the light instead of blinded by the did light. Did you like that? I did. I stole it. I dig it. <laughs> so I was not expecting that much music. I was not expecting that much singing. Um the sermons were very fact based, okay. if you will. Yeah, like they're they were examining a part of the Bible. I want to say it was the Book of Acts, and they were actually going into not just the New International Version of the Bible, but they were going to the original Greek, they were going to the original Aramaic, and saying in this translation, this is what it translates to. In this translation, it translates to this. And what it means to me is this. So they were giving different interpretations of it and not saying this is how you should think of this. They were saying Mm -hmm. this is what it means to me. This is what it meant to the original author. And this is what it meant to the translator. Wow. In this version. So. And they're not going, this is the holy book, and this yeah. is what we know, and gays are going to burn in hell. None of that. None of that. None of nope. that at yeah. all. It was just kind of like, look, this is what it says. This is what this translator thought. This is what this translator thought, and this is what I think. Take from it what you will, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was very novel and very interesting to me. No, it must be. I mean, well, I mean, they're doing it, and this is, you know, where it gets crazy. It sounds yeah. like they're doing it scientifically. 
Pretty much, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're and, checking out all the variables as they and, go in to find the solution. Absolutely. Know? Yeah, it, it was very, very interesting to me. It was a little off-putting just because it was so outside of my expectation. Oh, and yeah, I didn't definitely. even know what to expect. I'm sure. It sounds impressive. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, these, these, these situations do occur where they're real and they exist. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm into it. I yeah. may be going back. The Jesus talk was a little heavy for me. It's tough to get past things like when, that. When everybody's, everybody, I mean, I must have heard them crying out to Jesus 50 times. Oh, really? Inside of an hour. Oh, geez. That's, see, that's the It rough was a part. little heavy. Yeah. It was a little heavy and it was a bit much for me. But otherwise, it was, it was fine. It was fun. Right. It was a good time. Right. I would definitely go back. Okay. Yeah. So I'll probably be going back to this church. Not it's nearly cool. as frequently. And then we can relay things like, you know, but, you know, we have things to offer them too, right? Because they yeah. know things like Passion of the Christ. Have you seen the, pa- the sequel to Passion of the Christ? <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> 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 nice. <laughs> Jesus is so white all the time when, you know, he <laughs> the whitest guy you know in the Middle East. <laughs> yeah. Somebody growing up in a desert should not be that white. Anyway. Right. That's that tough part. Weird. Okay, pause. Um, I think Christy was hollering. I thought I heard. Did I hear her go rich? Or maybe it was a dog. Might have been a dog. Okay. Thanks. Did I got no text. It was okay. It would be a text. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, she would text first. Okay, she would text first. Right. Uh, duly noted. So, uh, thanks for time stamping that, Brian. Um, I heard you. You were right on point. Here's a little, little yeah. like pause. Um, mm-hmm. did Rich, uh, did Chrissy call? Okay, and I do uh-huh. think that it's really important to respect. Like we've talked about it, and we talk about how we don't. You know, we're not into the religion stuff, and you know, um, we do believe in science stuff. But I think we've also mentioned, you know, like like at least for me personally, and I don't remember your stance on it. Is that like I f- I feel like there's some reason for us to be here, mm-hmm. you know, and the way that things line up. Now, as to whether or not Jesus wore Nike or sandals, or if it was Jesus or Jesus I do, or Obi-Wan Kenobi, I don't care. Right. You know what I mean? It's just I think there's a bigger answer to everything. Or maybe it was just a pop and somehow we're suddenly here. But to be so so highly aware of ourselves when we're surrounded by things that are not. These dogs are are not aware of yesterday or tomorrow. You know, yeah. just plain and simple. So um, as much as we love them and take care of them, bugs even to like an you know an extremely small limit and then elephants and and apes to an extreme limit and obviously you don't want it to go there because we're going to talk about how religion can actually be a good thing you know what i mean and it's the people like i highly respect people who can you know go into that and it's just you know for for you to you know illuminate that with you know uh our our mutual friend um because I i would hope that i'm technically a mutual friend um, but the fact that you could go there and be impressed by this is impressive to me even. I'm just kind of like, wow, if I had to go to church, I know which one I'd go to now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and this individual, she's very highly educated, very smart. Yeah. And she, you know, she has this faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it boggled my mind because in classic fashion for me anyway, intelligence has always destroyed faith. Yeah. Okay, education and intelligence will just stomp faith all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, most most Bible thumping Baptists become atheists when they go to college. That just have That's that true. awakening. Oh, it, I remember it going quite to. A bit. I remember going to teen night at at 
uh, at the local town when I lived in a little small boonies town. Mm-hmm. Did I tell the story about how I went to teen night until they told me that um, being gay was not acceptable? Yeah, I think you yeah, did yeah. relate and that. I yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, my friend's not allowed here. I don't want to be here. Yeah. You can't not. like let's, yeah. let, let's not do this. But that was also a small boonies town. There are going right. to be very narrow-minded people yeah, there. Yeah, you'll you get that I mean? all over the place. Yeah. yeah, and that ruins that for me. But, you know, there are so many, there are so many churches that are accepting of LGBT. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and there's a lot of non-denominational churches. And this was this is a non-denominational church mm, that I okay, went to. Yeah. So they that's why all the Jesus talk was so off-putting to me. Right. Because it was like, mm, this is supposed to be accepting all of it. And right. You're kind of beating the Jesus theme. To death well, here. let's you, me, and Brian go in and sit in individual pews and, you know, uh, Brian will be on one end and be like, oh, praise Jesus. Praise Allah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're about to talk all about all glory to Lucifer. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like all glory to the to the, to to the That was another cool thing. Sorry. A quick mention about Sabrina the teenage witch. They were like talking about Lucifer like he was God like Hail Satan. Like they yeah. literally said it in passing. Nice. Like it was a normal thing. Nice. I loved that about Sabrina. But you know, and then I'll be in another side going spaghetti monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Hands in the sky. Pastafarian <laughs> for life, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like marijuana over here, and that guy is holding spaghetti and meatballs in his hands. <laughs> holding them to the sky. Jesus doesn't want your Italian Why is this food. like a pirate? <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. No, at the end of the day, you know, we might make our jokes, but there, there are people to be respected in all shades of the of the gray of life, and you know, yeah, in the, absolutely. In so I'm glad that you had that experience, and it's you know, it's cool to find a sect yeah. of people, let alone people that, that that reach out to take care of you. You know, it's good things like that that you know make you want to that's, you know. And that's kind of the mm-hmm. heart and soul of it is that you know these these people are worshiping in there and everything, and they're. Good people. And then just being good people. Then there's That's other it. people who, you know, will hit the social media, praise God this, praise God that, but they wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire. Right. You know? Yeah. And <laughs> it didn't seem like there was a lot of people in that church that were there just kind of like, all right, I got my points for this week. Yes, that you know? too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now I can be a, you know, absolute shit bag the rest of the week. Exactly. And then as long as I'm here on Sunday and I put my 10 bucks in the plate, <laughs> I'm golden for the next week. I I just want to start like making a bumper sticker that says "Love God, hate people." <laughs> like, <laughs> isn't that the fucking truth? It is the absolute <laughs> truth. Yeah, no, but that's unfortunately but the I, way those things go. I, honestly, they kind of turned my mind on a little bit with evidence-based faith because mm-hmm. faith is typically not based in evidence at all. Nope, and that's the very definition of faith is just belief without evidence. Mm-hmm. And they, everyone in there kind of turned my mind to where, you know, I don't need to have faith because they do. Mm-hmm. And it's their actions and their, them being good makes me want to be good. 
It's true because it's also the idea that they're just kind of like, you know, you don't have to return this because we're doing this for us. You know what I mean? Everyone right. should in a way do things for themselves. Yeah. Right. Because they or because, you know, they know it's the right thing because while at the end of the day they were bringing things for you, they were doing it for themselves. You oh, know yeah. What I mean, to know. Well, good any time maybe you... it was for God at that point. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's these things where as long as you're, you know, you can do things for other people um, and, and well, do it because, you know, it's good for you. Yeah. Well, and doing stuff for others and just being completely selfless and taking an action to benefit someone else feels good mm-hmm. when you do that it feels amazing yes yes you you leave there being like man i have accomplished something and all i did was give that guy a dollar mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. i bought that guy a meal right or whatever it is you did you yeah know? yeah it feels good I'll, I'll occasionally have like an extra like fruit because I mean I I work in Boulder and yeah. you know Boulder has a lot of homeless people. Yep, lots of homeless people. That's almost big, almost as big. many homeless people in Boulder as there are farts in this podcast. <laughs> and uh, no, and it, on occasion I'll just keep a bag of fruit in my car for snacking on you know throughout yeah. the week. And if I see someone out there, I'll be like, "Yo, here's a cutie. Yo, here's an apple. You know what I mean? I'll yeah. toss them out the window and you know I'll be like, you know, um, I'll never give a homeless person money." Yeah. Because I know what they're spending it on. <laughs> there's, there's a guy I know that uh, when he goes to like Costco or Sam's Club, he'll get like this whole thing of non-perishables. Yeah. Like, you know, the juice boxes or buys or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, the bottles yes. and stuff that keeps good for a long time or whatever. And he'll put them into paper bags as like little snack care packages. Yeah. And when he's at overpass stoplights or whatever, and he sees somebody holding a sign that says anything helps or whatever, mm-hmm. he'll give him that. Yeah. He'll just keep him in a box behind his seat. And then when he pulls up to the light and he sees the guy, he just grabs a bag, rolls down the window. Here you go. Boom. None. That's so cool. And each each pack costs him like maybe a dollar fifty mm-hmm. to make. Mm-hmm. And that's and, like a full day's meal, like, yeah. or a full day's of eating, or like whatever, right? right. Yeah, and it's it, a big and deal. you know, if somebody else did the same thing, then the guy can eat for the day mm-hmm. and be mm-hmm. okay. That's a really good idea. I want to do that in the future yeah. because I might, you know, I might eventually end up doing. It's that. It's tough because you want to help, but you know, it's just unlikely. You don't want to like, support you know, a. The biggest thing is either. that, yeah, that too. And then the next thing is that, like, well, first of all, I don't even have cash in the first place. Right. right. To be honest. Like, yeah. I don't have cash in the first place. So that's a problem. And then you hand over, like, you know, I've given up the food and, you know, like, some some people just aren't even thankful for it. But also, I don't know that they even, like, see me as a human being because they're so deep into, you know, uh, mental sickness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do they know I'm not not just, like, a, a, a walking cauliflower? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there's people out there that steal to eat. And then there's people out there that steal to support their addiction. That too, which doesn't help. And then so we can't be sure of these things. But at least you know, I I don't I I don't feel comfortable giving out money. But I do feel comfortable giving out food because I know exactly. what they're they're gonna do with that. You know yeah. what I mean? Unless I give them an apple and they make a, a bong out of it, yeah. <laughs> or a pipe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then that's a problem. But I mean, I don't know. Uh, is there apple flavored meth? Do they flavor meth, or is meth just its own thing? I think it's just its own thing. I yeah, know. I mean, potentially. I don't know. Maybe we can bring one on the show. Just find a meth addict and be like, hey, can we flavor these things? Yeah, Is that I'm a thing? Like a, a cigar. Like a cigar. With I all mean, the equipment. You know, uh, I was like, yes, exactly. It's going to be straight baking, Breaking Bad in here. <laughs> yeah. This is how we support the podcast <laughs> is we go Breaking Bad in the den of bricks secretly. Yes. I'm building a robot out of Legos. 
Hey, well, yeah, and I know, right? Uh, when when the time comes and we're like set up, we're just gonna find in Goodwill and eBay a bunch of like stuff, and one of the after after video end cards <laughs> is gonna be us pulling a full Jesse and Walt, like <laughs> just cooking in here, and then nice. we're gonna just like pulling it up, and it's gonna be like blue, and then we're gonna be like, mm, this is the best rock candy. <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> I want to do the most creative end cards for, <laughs> for YouTube videos so bad. I have All like right. a million. It's like little mini skits every single time I think of. Them. Nice. It's one of these days. We're coming up on it. One of these days. It's gonna happen. Yeah, probably around episode like seven hundred and we'll see. fifteen years when we'll be able to be able to just do random skits every single nice. episode. <laughs> yes. But still, that's a tough thing. Yeah, it's a tough thing. But no, so, I'm glad you had a good experience yeah. at church. Yeah. The rest of the week was all lottery talk until they announced the winner, though. Who which won? Brings me around. Some guy in South Carolina. Oh, one winner of that oh. Mega Million. Oh. Big ass jackpot. And if wow. you're listening, winner, I'm about to detail the plan for what you do when you win the lottery. Listen up, so, sir. A lot of people were at work talking about what they would do if they won the lottery. Uh-huh. What do you think is the number one answer? What would you do if you won that jackpot? Well, I mean, the number, well, okay. I don't know. I think it's, it's fair to say that it's. First thing everybody says. Uh, well, I don't know. Pay off student debt? No, it's it's. I think that's a really hard thing for everyone. But at the same time, uh, pay off your house, buy a house, buy a better house, bills, or or give it to your family. Like most most people, the first thing they say is quit my job. Oh, okay. See, I don't even. Yeah, most people they're like, oh, I'm an instant millionaire. I quit my job. I wouldn't quit my job, but <laughs> I wouldn't quit my job. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, everybody's talking about this. You know, I would quit my job. I would leave my wife. I would. I'm oh, jeez. Like, <laughs> you get money and you become a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you're just not a shitbag because you can't afford it. I don't. <laughs> That's out of hand. I don't know. That's it, out of hand. <laughs> blew my mind when I was hearing this, but the people were like, what would you do if you won? And I was like. First thing, first thing, hire a lawyer. Damn straight. The first thing I would do is yep. find a lawyer. I wouldn't even tell people I won Yep. until I found a finance lawyer. Yep. And I would go to that lawyer's office and I would be like, I'm going to put you on retainer and show you this. And show them the ticket and be like, I've won the lottery. Mm-hmm. You're going to help me figure out mm-hmm. how to handle this. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Yes. I, first of all, I wouldn't change anything for 30 days. Nothing about my life would change at all yep. for 30 days. Mm-hmm. I would continue on. Except maybe you buy a couple of video games. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't do nothing. Yeah, what do you mean you wouldn't nothing, do nothing different? Okay, nothing different. Okay. So if I were all if right. I were planning to buy a video game at I mean, that you point, I would you buy it anyway. But you wouldn't buy any square footage to open up a Lego shop. In the first right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do any massive change for 30 days. Duly noted. I would hire that lawyer and I would be like, I want to set up four trusts right now Ooh. with particular rules on each. The first trust would be for family. Mm-hmm. 20% of the winnings go into that trust. You've really thought this through. Holy moly. Okay. Anyone that I put on the family list can access the trust. Mm-hmm. But they can only withdraw up to ten percent of the current balance. So probably with a space of time on the retention, right? Yep, they can only re- withdraw once a year. 
mm-hmm. and only up to 10% of the current balance. Okay. So this trust will never empty. There it's, will always be money in it. It's true, yeah. No one person can go in and drain the entire thing and screw and the rest of the family. Yes. If a family member goes in and accesses the full 10%, they cannot access the trust for five years. If they go in and access up to 8%, four years. 6%, three years. 4%, two years. If you only do 2% of the current balance, you can access it every year. Once every year. So 2% of that trust every year Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. what you could do. Right. Or you do full 10% and wait five years. Mm -hmm. If you come to me and ask me for more money or even discuss money with me, your name will be removed from the trust. Damn straight. Okay. This has been set up for you, for your use. If it's not enough, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I am not going to put an an additional strain on my relationship with my family because of finance. Because of, yeah, and also, how old would that get? Fast. Exactly. Fast. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Of like, hey, uh, didn't you fuck me in high school that one night? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Like, you know okay, what I mean? So Just people approaching you, obviously, like, in general, because how many people would appear that you haven't talked to in years? Exactly. Holy shit. Exactly. For $1.9 billion? Yeah. <laughs> so 20% of $1.9 billion is what? Well, because that's almost two three hundred and eighty million. Yes, ten percent of that is thirty-eight million. If you go and you pull thirty-eight million from that, and still need more money inside of five years, you're doing something wrong. We'll all end up broke if I give you money. It's true. Beyond that, because that's because that's just poor planning. Yep, absolutely. And I ain't got time for that anyway. So, (laughs) so that's set up for family. Yeah. The next trust is set up for friends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anybody on the friends list. Same rules apply. Same rules apply. 20% goes in. You can access it once a year up to 10%. Yep. The third trust is set up for charities. Same rules apply. Yep. Cool. If you're on the list of charities, you can access it. Hell yeah. Up to 10% once a year. The fourth one is the futures. No one can access the principal. That's after I've gone insane and spent all of my money and I'm left with no leg to stand on. <laughs> I can live on that interest. <laughs> that's what that thing yes. That's there for. So that's your oh shit button. That's the oh shit button. Yes. Right. So I spent that's, a little bit too much, and all of a sudden, my mortgage is more than I thought I was going to be because nope. I live on 400 square foot of land. Right. <laughs> no money will be withdrawn from that aside from the interest. Yeah. It costs that a little more to put a Disney interest. World in the middle of Denver, Colorado than I thought Exactly. I <laughs> yeah. So that's the future one. And that's set up so that, yeah, after I've lost my mind, <laughs> still protected. Yes. And then the final 20%. Is for me to go nuts. That's where I finance our company to make podcasts and media. That's where 
every that's where the employees draw the salary from and yes. everything. That's where we set that's up the true. LLC. That's where we travel the world. That's mm-hmm. where we go to Hobbiton mm-hmm. in New Zealand and check out the Shire. It's so true because, yeah, uh-huh. no, and we would do it as content. We yeah. would hire a video crew. They would follow us. We would be able to say the funny yeah. things we wanted to say from inside that's, of Bag End. You know? yeah, that's where <laughs> that's I get my difference. Tesla. That's where I get my second <laughs> Tesla for when the first one's broken down. That's where I get, you know, the room made entirely out of Lego. That's where I get, you know, all that dumb, dumb shit that people spend money on. That's that's right. what we do. That's where we're like, we're sitting in the back of a of a of a helicopter. Like, I'm, I'm rich, Brian. Speak it to your microphone. I'm trying to fly the helicopter. <laughs> I'll turn. Okay, yeah. which button is it? Is it this one? We lose like 200 feet in elevation, screaming. Yeah, yeah. That's where. That's where I finance the massive supercomputer from War Games that becomes our podcast oh studio. Yeah, <laughs> that would also be kind of. That's like where I have my personal server that all my friends that want a game online can come on, and then we can play online on a dedicated server that never drops us. I'm looking at it right now. And I gotta, I gotta throw in something um, that's totally unrealistic. Your, your, your lot of winnings is so realistic in terms of like the way you would do it. And I think that like ultimately, I would end up coming up to something like that too, right? Where we don't want to go through the money super fast. Mm-hmm. We don't want people to, you know, you don't want to just hand it out because I mean, you know, look at MC Hammer. Yeah, his number one thing. He's a broke ass now, and his number one thing is that he was just handing it out. Same thing with Fifty Cent, I think. He, he's so, there was no it. there was no end in sight for them, and no investing in a business either. Yeah. You know, no investing in any like long term. They went all short term, and that's you know kind of like yeah. the unfortunate part. But I mean, for me, is kind of a thing where I I see see the potential in being a grown ass man with little boy dreams, right? Yep. Where I would probably one hundred percent. One point nine billion, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe after taxes, you'd have one point five billion, one point three billion. You, if you do the cash out, okay, where you just take the lump sum, yes, and you pay the taxes on that after the fees, taxes, and everything, you're at like six hundred eighty nine million dollars. They take well more than half. The lump sum yes. cuts cuts it down quite a bit. Right. Or you can take it out over years and years and yeah. years and get the full the amount. The taxes hit you for like 37%. They're taking a third. Jesus. So they're not... F- when you report that you won $1.9 billion... Yes. They're not taking it after the fees. They're, they're taking, taking it, it off time. that gross. Yeah. No, they're taking it off that gross sum that you won. That is your income. Oh, geez. Okay. Okay. Okay, But then the lottery commission says, oh, you want it all at once? Well, we're going to decrease that a little bit. Right. But you're still paying the tax on the $1.9 billion. So that's why you end up with a little under half. But- $689 Six hundred eighty-nine million is still a shit ton of money. Yeah, no, basically. So I would open up a chain of laser tags that were the most realistic laser tags, but they would also be themed laser tags. I saw there's a business called Sabertron. Have mm. you heard of Sabertron? Uh, it was a Kickstarter that has not gone well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't invest in it because I'd be five five years now into waiting for them to show up. But basically, a guy made um, laser tag but with swords, and it works. 
Wow. Where if you get a body hit, it works and it counts. They planned on modes and stuff like that, but they could not get the technology along with it, unfortunately. And ultimately, they just ended up with lightsabers. They were talking about medieval swords and doing all these things, and that pumped me up because I was like, okay, I'm going to open up large estates with multiple maps. It's literally going to be video games, but in real life with the laser tag and these things. I would open up a place where you would would walk over to... uh, what I would call it the mines and would be a literal knockoff of the mines of Moria. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Where your laser tag is bow and arrows and swords. It would be medieval weaponry. It would match with the time, but you would have to cross the bridge of Khazad doom. (laughs) You would play in teams and you would fight each other. Some people could be orcs. Some people could not. You would uh, drop in health massively. If you went places that you were not allowed Nice. You know, it would be a in a way this, a role playing place. Are you it? talking like maybe a VR laser tag type no, thing? No, no, no. Just because I would dump IRL. a shit ton of money. Into I was that. like, obviously, okay. So like the VR is like you know so that cool, like, right? But also, yeah. no. And I'm talking about actual like high up bridges. And if you fall off, you die. But you're falling into a foam pit. Ah, uh, nice. Mm-hmm. So it would be like you would have to be ready for some twenty ass twenty foot drops. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, which I'm sure would never actually fly because you can't have people falling on each other on accident. Yeah. Because you know, like, uh, someone who's a little more solid than foam right underneath you when you fall twenty feet, yeah. that's gonna hurt. And oh, that's yeah. gonna break some bones. Absolutely. Uh, especially if they're a big person. Yeah. And you're a small person. See, I'm I'm thinking a regular laser tag mm-hmm, field mm-hmm. where it's the same as they do already have stuff like this is it ar it's no it's vr they have like i actually heard about it on another podcast where they went it was like it's a it's a vr um vr experience and they already had things like this right they have a place in ohio but they do have one at disneyland or disney world one of the two somewhere already Mm -hmm. in one of like the offshoot um like just shopping mall areas i think where it is that you know they said you were playing a a stormtrooper and you were, were were walking around and if you like tried to put your foot off of a grade into a dark pit you would feel your foot drop like it's like they actually set it up like that okay so you avoid these things they're like oh grab your blaster off the wall and you would reach out and it, it's there you yeah grab it and then it's real right for the vr thing and then you walk around with a vr pack which is yeah. you know cool and it's advanced and stuff like that i still feel like i would make it an actual competitive sport you can't do this with vr because you would still bump into the people right and then you know like keeping up with that eventually it might be plausible I'm, but i'm thinking i'm thinking vr laser tag and that everybody's in the same laser tag arena yeah but everybody's wearing VR goggles, and you pick your game, mm-hmm. okay? And then you and can change every, it too. And everybody else mm-hmm. appears as targets. Yeah. Okay, so if you want to play Lord of the Rings, you're in the Mines of Moria. Yeah. You're looking around, and you're seeing goblins all around you. Right, and that's the next thing, is that you would also have, like, events where it's also, yeah. like, PvE. You yeah. know what I mean? Situations like that, where, you know, that could be the next thing, right? Where you do have the Mines of Moria trial, and you do have to go through, and someone can be the, the elf archer, and someone can be the wizard, and yeah. someone can be the, are you loving this, Brian, or what? Um, <laughs> where you can actually go through, and you can be these people. Yeah. But um, Well, you can set it up as teams, or you can set it up as just one versus everyone. And exactly, you're, right. You're, all by yourself there. Oh, there you go. Vive Arcade. So Brian's pulling all this okay. up. Um, where the coolest thing about Vive VR and the way this works is that you can also like attach um, Vive uh, tracker items to things. Yeah. So like 
if you scroll down a little bit, I think there's one attached to the glove. Okay. Um, those might just be grenades too, but they're attached to the items so you can see where they point. Someone was playing like baseball and they had nice. attached it to the end of the bat and then they could swing the bat and it would hit the item. Nice. You know, which was really cool. Um, but no, I would invest in something like that hands down. Um, yeah. I would have like a Hogwarts level, like the Battle of Hogwarts. Each person yep. gets a wand and they have three buttons that yeah. expel the armis. Yeah, well, it has like that you know, joystick, but if you wanted to go in as like, mm-hmm. you know, you're armed with a rifle, then they are put onto an attachment. Yeah, or that's your right. Yeah, there. I've got another one for you. Um, add wind machines that t- you know turn on and off depending on how fast you're going with your broom, nice. and you're playing Quidditch. Nice. You fall off your broom. Yeah. Just like a mechanical yeah. bowl, you fall off your broom. So you fall, you hit the pad. Apparently, we would invest in VR arenas. Oh, geez, we pretty would. much. I really would. I really yeah. would. I would. Invest if you wanted in to do a Jedi level, then you had a flashlight for your lightsaber, and it, <laughs> you see it, when you turn on yep. your flashlight, you yep. see it as a lightsaber. Exactly. So, right, Brian. Brian. I would ultimately do an augmented reality. Yes, I am on Daniel. Stop mentioning it. <laughs> you're looking at me like I'm a fucking nut. But anyway, I would do it kind of like a semi-virtual reality and augmented reality. Yeah, yeah. Where, that's fun too. Let's take Minds of Moria again, for example. I would have it just like you said, but with these foam pits that are the same level as a platform or the bridge. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then you could just fight on that bridge in that augmented reality where you can fall into the freaking pit. And then you see the screen game over. Because that yeah. would be fun too, right? Because well, then you could be there with your friends yep. just doing it. But then you can also still see a goblin up on the yeah. ridge and have to snipe well, them while seen, you throw your hobbit you, across. You've seen Take small laser tag arenas and everything, right? You've been in a laser tag arena. You know how it's got the upper level. Uh-huh. You can go yeah, up yeah, the yeah, ramp yeah. and yeah. everything and then you can aim down and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, in a Minds of Moria situation, you would still have that, but if you bump into the rail, then you, as you're getting closer to the rail, you'll hear the chanting of Gandalf or mm-hmm. your wizard or whatever. Yeah, 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 and yeah, if yeah, you yeah. go to step over, then you hear the spell go off, and he's like, you can't go that way. I've protected you with a barrier. Oh, that would be cool, too. Yeah. So that there's no Kid risk mode. of you falling. Like anything. guardrail mode on Mario Kart 8. Kind of, yeah. Long story short, yeah. yeah. But there's things like that. Um, I think that, you know, there's a large amount of money to be made in playing uh, make-believe. Absolutely. Days, especially with VR and then actually getting out and being active about yeah. it, too. So I mean, Absolutely. This yeah. stuff is just so, it's too tantalizing. And the fact that we're living in an age where this is coming to fruition is just so... So it's very ridiculous. exciting. Yeah. You know, I mean, have so. you guys even seen VR chat? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. VR chat. Yeah. People walking around doing yeah. the, what is that angel cat video with a little kid and he's like talking about how he loves God and he's an angel cat and he's like making a bunch of friends who are all adults and they're probably not into God, but he's just so wholesome and cute. That they're like doing whatever he wants to do. He's like, welcome to my world. Cause he made the world himself and he's like welcome to my world come play with me and like and they're all just riding a fake train with him and he's just talking about how good like do good die great that's his quote too little kid is too innocent for vr chat yeah 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 <sighs> so he just says these cute little jordan things. the wholesome vr chat and kid. there was a really popular youtube streamer who's like if you could tell a million people something what would you tell them and the kid goes <laughs> do good die great nice <laughs> Yeah, and he didn't know he was tapped playing with, into the Reddit thread here. Yeah, he, that's some tattoo worthy shit, Jordan. Yeah, it's so true. If and people you know, hate you, don't hate them. It, yep, that's another one. You know, so this kid is just too too awesome. But he didn't know yeah. he was playing with a YouTube streamer who was like a big deal. Oh, okay. And that was so cute. That's awesome. You know? What's our timestamp? Cool. How far in are we, Brian? Because we're like fifteen minutes. 15 oh wow. Minutes. 
Jeez. We, we haven't even gotten to our topics. Yet, I mean, really. well, I mean, this is still doing the lottery yeah. thing is still a real thing. You yeah. Know what so I mean? that was my topic. Really. Well, I mean, you talked about what you, how you would manage the money, but not what you would spend the money on. Because obviously we would want like mansions because there's a part of me who's like, I would love to make a replica Hogwarts castle to live in. Yeah. Is that practical? No. No. Not even slightly. Not no. even slightly practical. Yeah. I, I've said if I had all the monies that I would make a castle out in the middle of nowhere, yep. fortify it, make it self-sufficient, mm-hmm. and then invite all the people that were important to me to live there. Yep. And pretty much this would be a giant keep inside the castle. There would be like a little subdivision. Yep, exactly. That everybody would, yeah. you know, neighborhood and everything. Exactly. There would be Hayes Hall. Yeah. And Schmelz Tower. And yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, it would just be like, you know. Here's uh, Seymour Dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh, wow. He he took that the oh, as far hey. as he can take it immediately. That was uh, impressive. I liked that. Anyway. Hey, hey Rich. Yeah. Okay, so you would do a castle, but like what else? Like if you could. I mean, that's if I had, like, unlimited funds type right. thing. And then we would obviously have our own, like, you know, the this yeah. we would just fund our own business to do yeah. what we want. But the cool Pretty thing much. is that it would also make money for itself right. in a way that we could, you know. Well, and there's always the futures fund that I'm not touching. Yeah. So that if yeah. it all goes tits up, exactly. I'm still right. I'm still okay. Exactly. Yes. The other bit to it that I, you know, I mean, this is why I would hire the finance lawyer to get all that fine print taken care of. You could also will your share. So if you're on the friends list and you die and you want to will your, to your next of kin or whatever, you can. Yes. Be like this. I'm willing my name as access to this trust to this person. Because ultimately those trusts will never empty. With those limits in place, they'll never go empty. Yep, it's true. Now, people yep. go hog wild and everything, then eventually maybe you're only going to be able to get like a buck fifty out of it. Yeah. But it's too. not going to be empty. That too. Not for a long time. Not for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Not when you're, show, well, not, not, not when you're you know, making $38 million a year for right. being friends with a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with Damn. one of the luckiest guys ever. Yo, Brian. We never really did hear what you would have done. Oh, um, I would f- finance VR arcade arenas. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> that's what I was. Well, because I was starting, I started with the Sabertron thing, and that's what uh-huh. gave me the idea, right? But I would also like to have multiple maps. You know what I mean? Like there would be a pirate ship battle. There would be, you know, like the real, yeah. the real ass aspects, like starship battles, and you know, things like that. I would take. Yeah. I would certainly invest in VR, taking VR to the next level, and making that because also, um, I'm sure there's plenty of parents that are like worried. I think that would be a viable business because there's so many parents that would be worried about their kids just sitting inside. Yeah. All day long right. on the VR, and I can yeah. see myself like Borderlands Two coming to VR. Like, holy crap, Skyrim! Yeah. I, I mean, was I was waiting for that to be more more immersive of an experience. Yeah. You know what I mean, Brian? Yeah, yeah I completely understand because I want to get a Vive myself. Yeah, and I'm already inside enough as is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, yeah. And now, been- now the part that I told everybody at work, and this was kind of like, I think this is a good route to go. Like. Because everybody's like, oh, I'd make sure that everybody at work was taken care of and everything. I told, and they were like, what would you do for the people at work? And I was like, tell you what, once I had everything set, everything in line, the lawyers got it all set up and everything, and I've got my mad money, and I'm ready to go. Be like, guys, I won the lottery. 
you have 30 days to let me know all of your debt. If you owe money on a car, if you owe money on a credit card, if you owe money on a mortgage, whatever, any of your outstanding debt, you have 30 days to let me know what all of it is. And I will cut you a check for exactly that amount. I will buy all of your debt. You're not getting anything else, but you will have a clean slate. A work person is a work person, and you're just blessed to know them in the first place. Exactly. You know what? We've gone through some shit together. And I'm gonna I'm gonna honor that. I'm going to give you a clean slate. Yeah. You yeah. will have no debt. So you if you have student debt from this gone. <laughs> if you have if you have a car debt, gone. If you go and you buy a car and the interest rate is enormous and you want me to pay pay it off, you got thirty days. Mm-hmm. And it's entirely also dependent on what you can get yeah. approved. I mean, ditto. Yeah. That's because, you know, I can talk about all the like the, you know, the ridiculous spending I would do, obviously, because I can only imagine, you know, uh, you would have a literal hall of Legos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like what this kind room of... that we're sitting in would be twice the size and made entirely of Legos. Yeah, exactly. I would say like four times as big because you would also like, I mean, you would I I no you wouldn't stop it to twice as big as this. You wouldn't stop there for Lego. Yes, it would I be would. a warehouse. You would have. No, I could no, see as far a as a room made. Of Lego. Oh, okay, cool. And then that's not where you stop. Right. Duly noted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the like the walls would be the bricks. Yeah. Of no, Lego. Absolutely. No, it would be duplos right? as the base and whatever. You know, mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. write to Lego and see if they had structurally sound Legos exactly. to build a room out of. Yes. Which even then if you fortify Legos enough, I think it would be maybe the walls would have to be a little thicker, but it's, you know, if you had a foot long of like Lego wall yeah. by a foot long, it would stack have up high. Could you it, lean against that and have well, it tip over? It would have to be on the roof. It would have to be top level because it's not going to support weight. Oh yeah, no, definitely, yeah. no, 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 no. We wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> no. <laughs> it would probably have to be enclosed inside of a room. So like yeah, a room like within with some, a room. Yeah, exactly. With so that actual. it's not actually supporting anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it would may be made entirely of Lego. Mm-hmm. There would be shelves made of Lego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be crazy. <laughs> nice. It'd be crazy awesome. It'd be good stuff. But um, you would have to super glue so many pieces. <laughs> yeah, right. So much super. No glue. Even then, interlocking. Have like a, a special room for that. But then also, you know, like display. I need a brick. Display, I need a brick. Oh, oh, here's this one. Brick. <laughs> House of Cards. <laughs> we introduce. Welcome to the, to the den of den of bricks. <laughs> to the den of bricks and bricks. Yes. Made of den of bricks. I'm I'm Daniel. I'm rich. They just watch us. Careful your step. Everything is Lego. <laughs> awesome. How would awesome, that not hurt? Awesome, awesome sauce. Awesome. I don't think it would hurt the feet as long as it was made of Lego. It's not like stepping yeah. on Lego. And I, uh, by the way. Uh, South Park, the fractured butthole, in a way of like not letting you through, they have um lava in front of places. Okay, all red bricks. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> all red yeah, nice. Lego bricks in that video game. Yeah. Awesome. <sighs> what well, we would do is a lot of reading. Yeah, but I would do most of the same things that you do in terms of like not you yeah. know spending extravagantly, but yeah, setting up the trust. I mean, I would do that now just because I heard of your way of doing it. I think that's totally like the most plausible way to do that and make sure that you don't blow through this money that you don't have Pretty someone much, coming to you once way. a year for a million dollars. That's you know the only I mean? way to set it up, really. Absolutely. And well, 
the first purchase I would make after hiring the lawyer. Mm-hmm. Before I even cash in the ticket or announce that I won. First purchase, a P.O. box and a burner cell phone. That's right. A what? Burner cell phone and a P.O. box. I don't want anyone out there knowing where I live. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to know my phone number. Mm-hmm. Because people will start looking for you. Because you will get every Harry Hardluck and Sally Sob story letter imaginable. People, please buy my son a new kidney. Please help. My son is dying of cancer. My daughter has lymphoma. My, you will get all of those stories. And then you would hire your everyone. personal assistant to answer back with uh, C into the Richard Smells Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll get picked. <laughs> That's part of the charity. These part. are the charities that I donate to. Hit them up. And you just have someone uh, manage it for you. Personally. Pretty much. Yeah. That's. That, I mean, well, that's no, what it's I all set up with. Uh, that would all be set up with a finance lawyer, and it would all be in that charitable twenty percent. Oh yeah. And that PO box, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even check it. It would be somebody else's responsibility. Yeah. Right. To f- deal with that shit. I'm, I'm not, sorry. I'm, I'm retired. Mess with it. I have Legos to build. Yeah. Go handle my shit. Yeah. <laughs> be like, please ho- piss off. Yeah, exactly. Play the lottery and win. That's what I did. Yes. I'm already donating. Here's where I donate. <laughs> Hit them up. It's true. Well, I mean, if you give money to everyone that asks money of you, you're going to be broke in no time. No time at all. And the minute you say no to one person and not everyone else, you're a dick. Yep. It's, yep. it's yeah. kind of the curse of celebrity. Just go off the... It's kind of the curse of celebrity. The first person you're a dick to makes you a dick in all of your interactions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? It doesn't matter if you're kind all the time. If you're a dick to one person and it's caught on film, you're always a dick. But what if you're always mm. a dick at the beginning? Exactly. Then you're just known as a dick and people are like, well, he's smart. He's doing what he has to do. I have an extremely awesome thing that I would do with my money. Hmm. I would make a, a film studio and I would start making the films I want to make. And I would use the reputation from my hopefully excellent films. There's no way to know until you're doing them. But money helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, after I fund my own indie films and fund other indie films as well for the people that want to do them, I would use my rapport to buy my way into Disney. <laughs> and then I would take the things that I want to make and make them the way I want to make them. <laughs> we're not on reboot culture (laughs) yeah basically right but no i would buy my way into like hold on um i don't care how much money it makes because it's all mine i'm the executive producer we're making this bioshock movie right it will be rated r i don't care if i put a a billion into it and you get uh, 700 million back yeah this needs to be made. It needs to be made the right way. Mm-hmm. And it will be the, like, <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? I would fly to Japan, have a meeting. We're making a Star Fox trilogy of movies yeah. that I might or might not have planned and written out <laughs> years ago. Well, no, that's, yes, I, I mean, know. <laughs> no, in, in thinking about all this in, like, that section of mad money, which I would just pretty much split with my wife and be like, okay, this is what we have to go absolutely bug fucking nutty with. Exactly. Here's your half. Here's my half. Mm -hmm. She's going to, you know, she's going to buy a Bentley. I'm going to buy two Teslas. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, exactly. I'm going to buy a bouncy castle. You know, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy a a mansion in Cherry Creek pretty much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just buy it outright. And, you know, it'll be big enough for like four full families. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I'd be like, Hey, 
You want to move in rent free? I mean, I ain't, got a, I ain't got a mortgage. We just got to, you know, there really won't be any bills. We're just going to, and I would be like, Daniel, Sarah, I got a whole wing for you. You're right. You don't have to worry about any of this bills and whatnot. You're right. You don't have to worry about rent or exactly. mortgage or anything yep, like yep, that. Yep. Instead, you and I are going to put out the script that we can afford to make it's going to make a name for us. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That's where I was saying that's where we get the financing to start this production company. <laughs> when Daniel met Rich, the movie would totally happen. At Absolutely. That point. Oh, yeah, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> no, that would be the best. Like, I was talking about, like, the best anime movie, like, series to movie in terms of, like, fan service was, like, Sword Art Online. Our movie would be <laughs> the next best thing after that. Yeah. <laughs> it would take over Sword Art Online, the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sell it Surprise. to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sell it to Netflix. And all the people, yeah. like all the millions and tens of millions of people on Netflix are like, who the hell are these guys? And yeah. what is this movie that <laughs> I'm watching? Like, what the? Who's Daniel and who's Rich? Brought to you by the guy that won the lotto. <laughs> I got to see that shit. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. I'm like, what movie would you make if you won the lotto? <laughs> You're about to watch it. That's so funny. I'm so Kathy. I know you are, and it's happening over there. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to point it out every single time. We just need people to know that it's always happening. It's happening. It's always happening. That's great. That's a gift. Anyway, what, what you got? Uh, they're taking Apu out of The Simpsons. <sighs> they're just completely removing Apu from The Simpsons 100%. Yeah, just, now, for a long time, he's been in the show since 1990. Yeah. Since before I was born, this was a character that apparently, and you were just saying Hank Azaria apologized for his portrayal. Right? Oh, yeah. Not realizing well, there's the. Apparently, there's Indian Americans are offended. Yeah. There's, there's a documentary out there called The Problem with Apu. Mm-hmm. And that's what brought all of this to the light. Okay. Gotcha. And Hank Azaria said that he, when he initially did the voice, he was just playing around. He did not think that that was what would be grabbed for it and when it was he was uh, he felt guilty a little ashamed you know because he he was just playing around and the thing is is that I don't think it's necessarily his fault for that voice I don't think he's responsible at all because the writers took that and ran with it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yes he did he did create he was part and parcel of creating a stereotype there yes and it's not necessarily a positive stereotype. Yeah. So I understand why they're doing it. To to me, and I think the biggest way to illuminate this, because we, we've talked about the James Gunn thing, right, where we talk about, like, jokes being jokes. You know yeah. what I mean? But then there's offensive things to yeah. say. You know what I mean? In the light that Apu has basically been illuminated as something that's about as bad as blackface. Yeah. You know, in terms of, of trying to portray like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that's where it got, you know, the most nasty. Now, it was just mentioned by Fox. I I think Fox and the creators of The Simpsons were trying so hard to find a clever way to, like, you know, keep Apu around. Because people still love the character Apu. Yeah. He's still got a heart of gold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just his circumstances and his portrayal is wrong. Yeah. And that being said... Um, they were trying to, apparently they're getting like, um, cryptic responses from, from them. But, uh, Adi Shankar began a spec script contest where he set out to crowdsource a script that in regards to Apu in a clever way subverts him 
pivots him, writes him out, or evolves him in a way that takes a creation that was the byproduct of a predominantly Harvard-educated white male writer's room and transform it into a fresh, funny, and realistic portrayal of Indians in America. And they did find a script that was top-notch. A, a um, family doctor in Bethesda, Maryland, wrote out a script, and he was a grand prize winner, and they said that it was, like, perfect. Fox didn't pick up the script. They said, no, we're just, we're done. We will not, you know, and maybe this was Disney whispering in the ear of Disney or Fox, who was about to own, you know, Fox and technically the Simpsons, even though they were going to be in control of this saying, yo, we can't be associated with this kind of thing. You know what I mean? This is going to be our business and we are only thriving to make the world as unilateral in terms of acceptance as possible, you know? Yeah. Um. And and for us, do we think that them firing James Gunn is completely wrong? Mm, for the most part, you know, yeah. we do. And getting rid of Apu, it's unfortunate. But if that brings, you know, if that brings social justice to an entire race of people for the longest running television show in history, yeah. and television is a big thing. No matter how big YouTube is getting, television, you know, it's yeah. in its own way always going to be there. Yeah. I still think that, that you know, it, it sucks that they're going to an extreme here to just be done with it. But what is the cleanest way to do it? It's to get rid of Apu. That, to that be is done not, with him. That is not a clean way to do it, though. The, the issue is that they just drop Apu. They just drop him entirely. No more episodes featuring Apu. No Apu. Appearance of Apu, no goodbye, nothing. He's just never mentioned again. That undoes nothing. True. In fact, that's almost a, like, that's a okay and not an apology. We've got almost 30 years of experience with this character. Let's call it a clean break. It's not like, I'm not saying that, you know, I by no means think that this is the best way to do it, but in terms of like a clean break is like a, we're breaking it off and burying it and it's done and it's gone forever. You know what I mean? But that's just, you know, that's just as unsaid as, uh, as someone getting away with murder. You know what I mean? In this way that like, they're not going to apologize for it, you know, which technically they have, I'm sure Fox has made and Matt groaning and all these people have made plenty of statements going, look, this is not what we meant. This is not what we wanted you guys to feel like. This is not what we think. It's a cartoon. Here's here's the thing. It's a cartoon that is filled with jokes. There are jokes upon jokes upon jokes, and it is all jokes. None of it is serious. I don't see any. Uh... But <laughs> it has done so much damage mm-hmm. to the world at large. Yep. Okay. There is a huge bias against nuclear power plants. Even though nuclear power plants have been scientifically proven to be more efficient, cleaner, less risk, less environmental impact all around. Okay, these are safer. A nuclear power plant is way safer than an oil spill. Far safer. There are so many redundant safety and emergency plans in place in a nuclear power plant that it's i mean there's no way that it's going to have the impact that on the environment that coal and oil have but because there's a meltdown every other week on sunday night 
there is this huge bias against nuclear power. It drives me nuts. It's like people don't get that the stuff that happens on TV is kind of there for drama and humor and not necessarily for facts. So it's almost like they're dramatizations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Almost. It's weird. weird. Yeah. You know, how is it that, you know, a world that's a little cartoony filled with yellow people that have four fingers could be completely unrealistic. How is it? I just don't get it. Come on. Okay. These are jokes. This is dumb shit just to make you laugh. Okay, if you think that Apu is an accurate representation of an Indian or Hindu person, something is wrong with you. Mm-hmm. If you think that Homer Simpson is an accurate representation of your typical white male in America, something is wrong with you. If you think that Homer Simpson having the same job in safety for 25 years and having a meltdown every other week is completely realistic something is wrong with you okay this is this is jokes it's satire why why would they get rid of apu exactly i mean apu is apu your typical indian no apu is a guy apu is a character in a show that's it it's so true you know what i mean What's up, Brian? I know that they're getting rid of him, but like you said, they're just going to cut him off, so there's no more Quickie Mart or anything like well, that. Well, I don't know Mart that he won't have a send-off either, yeah, but yeah. I hope they give him a very, very sweet send-off in that case. Well, I think it would be excellent if they had where he finally got a letter that he has, that his master's from MIT has finally been approved by the board at MIT and he becomes a computer bigwig and is like the next Apple computers type thing and he goes off to Silicon Valley to collect his reward Yeah, from a life of hard labor and his degree in computer science from t- Calcutta Tech. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that would make the most sense to me. Yeah. Okay, because... That happens to everyone. Yeah. People will go to school for years. They will get their master's and they will end up working whatever job will hire them. Typically not related to their degree. And in Apu's case, it's a quickie mark. Yeah. Could have just as easily been the night manager at a grocery store. Could have just as easily been Homer's boss in the nuclear power plant. Yeah, but instead he was the owner of a Quickie Mart of yeah. a of a Seven Eleven knockoff, yeah. you know. And I mean, I get it, I understand, and I. But again, we're looking at the 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 cartoon versus real life aspect of this, and if people are like, you know, oh well, we want to be represented better. If we want, I mean, let's be honest. The mo- who is the most prominent Indian American character in any of our television entertainment culture? Sanjay from Heroes. <laughs> oh, no. 
Apu. <laughs> right? But still, it's no, it's it's tough, and it's like it's it's annoying, and I don't I don't blame people for one, you know, wanting to be represented in a realistic light, you know, because that's Absolutely. how we that's how we overcome the stereotypes. That's how we don't worry about these things, right? But then you've got. Um, um, you know things like the Mulan. Um, Mulan was initially going through like a gigantic like script issue where it was you know Mulan was a secondary character to, to a white protagonist in mm-hmm. the new Disney Mulan movie that's coming out. And it's just kind of like yeah, um, I don't blame I don't blame people for getting upset when these things are like yeah exactly right you know what I mean um, yeah it's it's out of hand that it that it happens and it sucks that it has to happen like this but again we're looking at a a cartoon we're looking at a fictionalized story based on the perspective of whoever wrote it come the fuck on people it's at the end of the day it sucks because again here's this we're it's just another shades of gray issue where we assure you everyone we just agree with everyone we i mean everyone everyone has their own problems and and as long as we're working towards a solution i think it's better for that reason we're looking at um you know whether it's the removal of apu or they find a new solution for apu um let alone introducing more indian american characters the script that they were going to pick said it was still hilarious it still outlined the hilariousness of indian americans and their culture here versus india and it introduced more indian american characters who were not the stereotype okay and for them to basically just for Fox to be like, nah, fuck this. That's, you know, I think that is, you know, it's it's a way to do it. Is it the right decision? It It's better than, you know, uh, firing the writer who wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> Right? You know, it's well, better than canceling The Simpsons because, you know, one of their, their top-notch characters is a, is a racial stereotype. But, yeah. you know, um, it's Fox isn't Disney in that way. So, right. You know, it's a good thing the show wasn't called uh, um, Apu. Yeah. <laughs> there was an episode. And then it's called The Simpsons. The, there's Hello, an episode in like the fifth or sixth <laughs> season of The Simpsons called 17 Short Stories About Springfield. And this episode was a, it was 17 short stories that did not involve The Simpsons. <laughs> or The Simpsons were ancillary to the stories. So it was all the side characters doing all this weird stuff. This is where gotcha. we get the steamed hams from that episode because uh, what is Principal the steamed hams? You, oh, you haven't? Okay, I haven't watched Simpsons in a okay, solid this, decade. This is a gag where uh, Principal Skinner has Superintendent Chalmers over for lunch, and he ends up burning the roast that he's made. So, super. Oh, so he ru- he jumps out the window and runs over to the Krusty Burger and gets uh, Krusty Burgers and fries. Nice. And he goes, "I thought you said we were having ham because that's what it was. It was a ham that was in the oven that was burning. Right. And he burned it and grabbed the Krusty Burgers. So <laughs> he's like, "Here we go, hamburgers." He was like, "I thought you said we were having ham." And he goes, "We are. These are steamed hams." <laughs> That's what we call him. And he's like, in what region do they call him? <laughs> he's like, Buffalo. 
Go back so, up. I like the multiple choice answer, like yeah. <laughs> like a video game. Yes. To tell you the truth, run away. So, I said steamed hams. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes. So he picks one up and he goes, "This tastes suspiciously like Krusty Burger." And he goes, "No, made it myself." And he goes, "And you call them Steve hams, despite the fact that they are obviously grilled." And <laughs> so he's like, "I um, I gotta check on something." He goes in the kitchen and it's like glowing red. <laughs> At this point, the kitchen is on fire. And then he walks out. He goes, "Oh man, I'm tired. I think it's time to call it a day." And Superintendent Chalmers goes, "Well, okay. I, this is a short. Oh my God, your kitchen's on fire!" And he goes, "No, that's uh, Aurora Borealis." <laughs> and Superintendent Chalmers goes, "Aurora Borealis." Completely localized in your kitchen at this time of day, in this time of year. And it, and he goes, yes. <laughs> Superintendent Chalmers is looking at him for a second and goes, can I see it? And he goes, no. <laughs> so, yeah. And he, and, Thank God for Photoshop. As he's leaving the house, he, go, he goes, well, you're an odd duck, Seymour, but I got to say, you know how to steam a ham. <laughs> and then his mother and uh, Skinner's mother that he lives with, he goes, Seymour, the house is on fire. And he goes, no, mother, that's just the northern lights. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, we're looking at the hilarious this is, bit. There's anyway, so many images of this. Anyway, so this okay. was in the 17 short stories about right, Springfield. Right, 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 right. Now, in that was a bit of Apu, where his cousin was having his once-a-year summer bash. Okay. And Apu was like, do I dare close my store for five minutes to enjoy this party? Yes. So he closes the quickie mark, goes over there, and he parties as hard as he can inside of five minutes. <laughs> and he like he runs yeah. in, he's like he's like grabs a hot dog, he goes, Oh, it's still raw. There's no time. It will plump in my stomach. And he sees a girl, he's like, Hey, let's dance and they're boogieing and then he goes, Ooh, I am hot. Let's get out of here. And he goes into the pool house, comes out and his shirt's on backwards. <laughs> oh god. And then he goes back to the party, falls in the pool, everybody's laughing, and then he's like, whoo, and runs back. <laughs> he goes, made it with 30 seconds to spare. Unlocks the door, and Mole Man's in there. He goes, you locked me in. I want that time in my life back. Oh, <laughs> hilarious. Sounds hilarious. Yes. But it's it had nothing to do with him being Indian. It had nothing to do with his... Yeah. He was just a businessman working hard like everybody yeah. else and partied just as hard inside yep. of five minutes. And we're, so. yeah, and we can't, you know, like take that and make yeah. it a point of, you know, um, reference when we're arguing about racism. You know, yeah. something that's just him being a normal person, a normal character, you know. Yeah. But I guess, you know, you can't, you know, find an attractive wife that you marry in an Indian style, not be an Indio, Indian stereotype. I guess you can't have eight babies and not be an Indian stereotype. I yeah. don't understand what the difference is in that. Is that a common thing for like Indian Americans? I, I don't, I don't Indians? think it's a common thing for anyone. I don't think, I think so it was a commentary mainly on fertility drugs yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. because around that time that that episode came uh-huh, out uh-huh. we had the octuplets we had the yeah, quintuplets we yeah. had this lady on 60 minutes who was talking about how the doctors wanted her to abort one of them to make her labor easier and she was like but that was hercules and they called the first baby hercules because yeah. he was pretty much holding everyone else in 
Mm-hmm. He was at the bottom of the womb, and he was holding the line while everybody else was growing. Holy moly. And and basically, if she had taken the doctor's advice early, he would not have been there to hold everyone in. Wow. So we're hearing all this stuff on the news and everything, and it was just a commentary on that. Okay, okay. And they were like, well, let's pick somebody to do that who's childless. Oh, this couple. So that was a normal situation. Exactly. They just put Apu in. It wasn't, you know. Oh, exactly. Man. Oh, Jesus. And I mean, the only real commentary in that one regarding his culture or race was when they had the Simpsons over for dinner. They had Marge and Homer over for dinner and they made a dish that was uh, curry, chickpeas and rice. And then there was this other dish and she and Marge was like, "Ooh, what's that made of? And they go curry and chickpeas. And then Apu goes, try it with rice. <laughs> so that was the only commentary on the race was that. They might eat they, a lot of similar yeah, things. Yeah, they, they eat this thing and that's it. Wow. And that's all we know, really. Basically. I mean, so, although I do have to say Indian food is phenomenally good. Okay. No, well, yeah, that's not. I don't care for it personally. I love Indian me. food. Yes, I went we, to a we can talk, restaurant one we can time that was not great. Talk about Indian food without having to point out whether or not it's good or whether or not we like yeah. it. It is, but it is all highly similar when you look at it. But that's what happens when you take beef off the menu. Yeah, that's what happens. A lot of well, it is and I mean that's that's also, the culture. It's not a lot of it is different. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> you know of different I mean? stuff in there. But yeah. there's a reason you know they eat a lot of things with saffron rice and we eat a lot of things with fries or baked yeah. potatoes, you know what I mean? It's just a mainstay culture thing and when you flip yeah. it on the opposite perspective. Well, and it's you also know, it's also due to geography as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I think that was another point that uh, that was what I took away from that scene more than, you know, Indians eat these three things is that Springfield is a cultural wasteland where they don't have all of the things that would typically be on an Indian menu. Yeah, yeah. They have these three things. This is what's available. And they're like, hey, you know what? We're having people over. Let's represent our culture by making an authentic meal. So true. This is what's available. That 100% makes sense, you know? So I took it more as, you know, Springfield is bumfuck, not, you know, Indians only eat three things. Exactly. That's that's what I took from it. Yeah, yeah, that too, that too. No, and it's, nah. Still, I don't know. It, it brings me around to like, as I think about it, the more I think about racism and all mm-hmm. this, it all kind of comes back to cultural pride and that I don't get cultural pride. I don't understand it. Yep. And I've got a lot of family on Facebook who is very proud of our culture. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of posts about Greece. I'm proud to be an American. There's oh, Greece? Greece. Oh, yes. okay. Never like, I've got a lot of. My, you know, half my family is Greek. Right. So I see a lot of posts about Greek culture mm-hmm. and Greek music and everything and how Uses awesome it is oil. to be Greek and everything. And I'm like, does that really define you? Yeah. Is that really what we are? Just <laughs> Greek? Yep. But the thing is, is that in posting these things and showing pride in your culture and everything, you're essentially thinking you're better than everyone else because you're this culture. You're thinking that you and this culture 
is what sets you apart from everyone else and rises you above them. Yep. It's just another reason to dislike someone else. And that bothers me. Yeah. It's like I'm I I'm not going to go out there on tall pride day, mm-hmm. you know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to wear a shirt proud to be over 6 foot or you know, proud to have brown eyes, proud to be going gray. These are matters of my birth. These are not things that I have control over. Why would I be proud of a circumstance of birth? Yeah. I would rather be proud in my accomplishments. You it's know? so true because that's what defines us is now. Who yeah. cares about the past? Who cares about let it die? I think that <laughs> <laughs> it's why why are we so, you know, stuck in the, in the yeah. ideas of culture and the way things are? Because, I mean, I know I grew up and, and we'll probably go into this more when we start doing our like one on one interviews for our specials yeah. that, um you know, I feel like I mean, I know growing up. I went to, especially in my teenage years, I went to some extremes that my parents, like, you know, they wanted, my, I mean, I'm just going to say it out loud, my family wanted me, like, to be a country boy, a cowboy, basically. Like, I don't think they, you know, suggesting I get into the military, because that's what you do. And I yeah. went so far opposite of a lot of that, because that's not the person I am. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I, I love veterans. Thank you for your service. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you would go through that, that you would go through it with the government. I, I don't think it's a, um, uh, you know, we might have our respects about the government and the, the military and whatever, and our thoughts about it, but you know, it wasn't something that I did, but I know I was held to a certain standard on occasion that I was just kind of like, um, okay. Like why, why just why, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My, I remember my mom got mad at me for not wearing my pants like mom pants. <laughs> Where she said, you wear your pants up around your waist. And I know people that do that, that they do it completely normally. It was not something that I was comfortable doing because I never did it. And I got mm-hmm. to a certain age where, I mean, I, I slendered up and my pants were, you know, falling a little farther around my waist than, than general. But it was still like something that was, I don't want to say a style for me, but I was also wearing girl pants. So on occasion you see my underwear more often than not. It was a phase. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't really go to extreme lengths to do that anymore. Also gaining 60 pounds doesn't help, but... You know, in in those things, and my mom literally going like, "You need to hike up your pants." And I'm like, "Mom, do you want to see my fucking moose knuckle? <laughs> like, <laughs> leave me alone." <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And it's things like that where we hold on to culture, and this is becoming a whole new thing. But like, as we yeah. as we hold on to culture and we don't let it go, and we keep it in a fucking vice grip, it's like, wow, you just don't want to see change, and you're yeah. not okay with change. And I'm sorry, your world is changing, but yeah. uh, <laughs> well, like, it's. It's being defined by your culture as opposed to embracing your culture as something that defines you. Yep. So it's there's a there's a shift there that's kind of subtle, but it's it's at the end of the day, it's also seismic when you begin to tear away from parents' expectations, from family expectations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's going to be a really interesting point of my one-on-one interview. Like when you ask me about my fucking childhood, (laughs) is that like some of these changes made some uh, totally eliminated my family to me, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) and and culture expectations, yeah. (laughs) And I'm sure same for you, yeah. In terms of growing up, well, I remember my, I I remember my grandfather being furious at my mother for not marrying a Greek man. There you go. Yeah. And I remember yeah. my grandfather being absolutely livid that my sister married a Scotsman. <laughs> not a Greek. Not a wow. good Greek boy. Wow. But a Scot. 
and I remember him not being entirely in favor of me marrying my wife, who is not Greek. <laughs> and I, I remember at one point looking at him and be like, well, Papu, at a certain point, you're just a racist. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's, so it's got nothing true. to do with any so of that. And he, he saw it as protecting his heritage. Yeah. Protecting his culture. And I, you know, and I, I, I talk. I think that it's a little weird that, and none of his children ended up marrying a Greek woman. Funny how that works out, huh? Also, on the chug, on this last week's episode of the chug, I mentioned, you know, I did my first one talking about life and how I wouldn't play Red Dead Redemption Two, and now I'm a liar. Um, but then the second story about also like fighting, fighting culture and g- growing against sexism because I worked with a lady and she told me the story about how uh, she was. We were talking about trust funds basically, and you y'all can go to Facebook and catch the chug. They're five minute episodes I do on like self improvement, life, things chug, like that. Because getting chug, through the week is chug, a chug. chug. Exactly. So, uh, and it's work and it's tough, but you get past it and you get a deep breath and then you keep chugging if you need to. So, and then you come in here and record uh, a podcast. Exactly. And (laughs) (laughs) we do the, uh, she was talking about how her, her father had actually like not her father, but her grandfather purposely wrote every woman out of any kind of will because, (laughs) because women were housekeepers and child bearers. Wow. And that when she had three boys with her husband, he approached her and said if she changed their maiden, their last name to her maiden name and his last name, that he would give her some of that money. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You guys are so surprised. Thanks for watching the I'm, chug and liking it and sharing it, guys. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I yeah, no, this actually happened. That's yeah, my I don't, Sunday I don't, thing. I don't blame you. I don't care exactly. It's my Sunday thing. Um, but yeah, no, sure. he he approached her and said I would pay you money to change the last name, and she she refused him, and she made that a name that you can't buy. Nice. I thought that was a power play. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Cheers yeah. to you. I'm not going to say your name because just, yeah. you know you don't know you're on the podcast. But still, it's these culture things that are so. Yeah, yeah. It bothers it bothers me. People are afraid of change. We yeah. did such an unconventional wedding, yeah. me and me, me and my wife. Yeah, what'd you think? It was awesome. It was an awesome it was, wedding. It was a good time. It was a fun. There nice was a baby, and I wedding. stole it. Yes, it was good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shout out to Chloe Lambert. Everyone nice. loved that. Don't let your kids listen to this. <laughs> She's yeah. Brian says we're there. Yeah. Oh, we're about. Oh, there. this wedding, there was no baby, so I was uncomfortable the entire time. There was <laughs> oh, no baby. Right, uh, Sarah and I weren't invited, <laughs> so uh, you didn't have a baby from the steel either. Uh, yep, also true. <laughs> no, this this place was packed, so they, I mean, they had to be pretty hard selective, and the families that they come from are enormous. Mm-hmm. I think. We were the only non-family there. Interesting. So me, my wife, our mutual friend, and your parents. Interesting. We were the only ones there that were not related to anyone. 200 people. Five of them were not family. This place was packed. Interesting. Sardine packed. Sardine packed. I'm not like, anchovies. We found out we don't like anchovies last week. No, we don't. Not on a pizza. Nope. Not, 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 no. Cool. No good. Not great. But, yeah. So, Apu, you will be missed as a character. We ho- uh, Here's to hoping he gets a send-off. I'm sorry that, I'm sorry that your portrayal caused some people to judge other races unfairly. Yeah, right. 
Holy moly. Uh, because you're a brilliant character and hilarious and we love you. Yeah, ain't that the truth. Fuck, man. Yeah, it sucks. It does suck. Just pisses me off. Mm-hmm. It just it just angers me. I I get so irritated. I just Why would you be proud of a circumstance of your birth? Why wouldn't you just be proud of your accomplishments and have that be the heart and soul of your accomplishment and your pride? If you're relying on your race or your skin color or whatever to be your only source of pride, it's because you've got nothing else. Make something else to be proud of. Don't just rely on your, don't just rest on your fucking laurels. Hey, you know what? I made it. I'm in America and I'm white. That's all I really need. No. Nope. Fucking dumb. Treat your race like a damn trophy. Piss me off. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, the one thing I'm really proud of myself is that my brothers didn't finish high school at first. Me went straight through and finished. There you go. That's something to be proud of. Absolutely. I've held the same job with the same company for 16 years. Over 16 years. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a point of pride for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daniel, mm-hmm. what about you? What about me? Pride, come on. What Where's your you pride, man? Come what on. is? Well, I already talked about it and yeah, not doing did. things conventionally. Yeah. Like it's like no. Yeah. <laughs> I no. have I have more anger about these things than the pride. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. I'm here's here's where my pride lies. Okay. Here's where my pride lies, in that I have I have initially grown up <laughs> as a person who. Uh, who felt the 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 loss of a father figure growing up who felt um the loneliness of not having friends or family uh or friends or siblings to relate to um attempting to find those in school and find and finding nothing but bullies and you know the inability as a child to handle the outwardness of another kid who was a little too excited at times and now I have grown up to be a person who has a father Yep. Who loves him very much. He's not my real father. I've grown up to have uh, two people in a room who I consider family-like brothers. Absolutely. In this exact same very room. Technically by marriage over there with Brian, but I still value Brian immensely. I still value you immensely because Mm -hmm. we're twins on opposite spectrums you could be very well my older brother and it was confused for it out back <laughs> during your birthday this yep. year but are you fathers or brothers <laughs> neither but thank you <laughs> how confused <laughs> would she have been if we just went yes <laughs> my pride is in the relationships that we make that aren't with people that are actually ours my last name is not my blood name right and I'm going to bear it, and I'm not going to bear it, and I'm not I'm not going to reach backwards. And I'm my family's not going to listen to us. The only person in my family who really you know really matters that's going to listen to this is going to hear this and partially agree with me. I don't reach back with my namesake to my grandfather. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to I've I've made it my personal point to turn haze into something that starts with me. Yeah, and nobody else. My children. Probably won't hear about my grandfather, and I'll explain that in our one-on-one. <laughs> my nice. my 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 children are are you know I don't I don't have siblings. They will they will know Uncle Rich. They will know Uncle Brian, yeah. and they will be 
in in that light they will be a a haze but also they will they will know sooner than anything uncle richard smelts they'll go is that your brother and i'm gonna tell them yes yep and they don't need to know the rest of the details because our family is who we define them as. Pretty much. And that's that. That is my biggest point of pride. <laughs> yep. Being a person w- worthy of considered family by someone who is not blood. A, that, yeah. that is a point of pride it's that you can really wear as a badge. Yes, yes, exactly. Fuck, fuck your family rules. Mm-hmm. Fuck your, yeah. I would die for my brother. So I would take a bullet for either the people in this room or the lady yeah. upstairs. You know what I mean? Or my Absolutely. BFFF Joe or my, you know, yeah. uh, your judge, jury, and executioner, uh, his honor, Cody Marquardt. Yeah. Man. It's just that is a point of pride in terms of the way I've developed and the way I think of pride and who I am. Nice. That's what it should be. And that's what we define it as, ladies and gentlemen. That's where you can get your pride. We're going long. We are. (laughs) So thank you for listening to When Daniel Met Rich. I'm Rich. I'm Daniel. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Wipe your face if you're crying. (laughs) I'm not crying. You're crying. I got so much snot in my nose now. No one's crying probably. They're like, these guys are goofballs. I missed the bull in the road. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>